Hi. Hi, McCulloch. Oma. Shreya. Flynn. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to VentureForth. Previously, you all had set sail on the open ocean to make your way towards Oakenspire to save a friend of Olma named Xavier. You guys had boarded this ship and, with the promise of a little bit of gold, were told tales of a mysterious island that might be lurking off in the distance. Unfortunately for some, you actually saw that island off in the distance, shrouded by fog and clouds. And after everyone passing out on the boat, you guys reawoke in new bodies. Shreya found yourself in the body of Olma. Olma found yourself in the body of Kelik, and Kelik in the body of Shreya. As you guys attempted to figure out what was going on, the captain and one of the hands of the boat came up from the, the lower decks of the ship and had discovered that they had also swapped bodies. Having no idea what was going on, you guys decided that the best course of action was to continue on to port and attempt to find someone there who could reverse this spell, whatever it was. As you guys continued on towards land, you guys all took your long rests, tried to get acquainted with these new forms that you were in, and as we get to the end of the long rest, Olma, you are the only one sitting above deck. You are attempting to to prepare yourself for the next coming day, trying to go through your mind and, and scour this new information that you have locked deep within to, to try and find how you're supposed to cast these spells. It doesn't feel like it normally does. So, Oma, what would you like to do as the sun has not yet risen? Um, I'm gonna um, take a deep breath and um, close my eyes and I want to try to feel where the magic or the, the energy is coming from in my body. Okay. Um, as you are on the ship and the storm that you guys sailed into is still well right. underway as <laughs> lightning and thunder cracks off in the distance. Um, the boat is rocking back and forth. You are currently being pelted with rain. Um, I'm going to have you make a religion check. Oh, 21. A 21, <laughs> nice. Um, so as you're sitting there, you sort of feel yourself present in this moment. And you feel a slight warmth sort of at the base of your skull. And you feel your arm, your left arm, with all of the bandages sort of get a little bit numb and almost tingly as if it's falling asleep. And as you're sitting there concentrating, words and phrases of a language that you don't know, that you don't understand, start flowing through your head. And, and you almost start hearing them as, as these slight whispers. But it's, it's more as if you're remembering them from a time that you heard them past. 
and you sort of get an idea of of where this new magic comes from and you feel like you could possibly cast some spells. Um, I remember that Kellek told me not to get his arm wet. So I'm going to try to like put my cloak over it a little bit. But I'm I'm staring at it and and how is it wrapped? Okay, like, would you like to describe how it's wrapped? Uh, it is a uh, single bandage uh, that is uh, uh, coiled from the the um, upper part of the tricep all the way down uh, to uh, his hand. Like the fingers are exposed, uh, but it's uh, like kind of doubled up around uh, the center of the palm. And you said his right arm or his left arm? Uh, it's his right arm. Okay. So, um, I want to peek under, I want to peek under the wrapping at my hand. Um, you see, uh, the, uh, flesh as you've seen before that is extremely, extremely destroyed. Uh, it does not feel, um, like, it, it, it looks worse than it feels, (laughs) uh, it looks, it's not like a burn that has since cooled. It is like an active, uh, uh, it is It is as though it was recently burned. Uh, it is this kind of, um, like you feel a little revulsion looking at it because it looks like it needs attention. Um, it's got that kind of um, throbbing quality to it. Um, but it doesn't, hurt you so much as you're aware of the like weight of it as you as you move this part of your body it, it's more that it um, where you where you place it in the world seems to matter in a way that you can't really put your finger on for lack of a better expression uh, and uh, in the center of the palm is the uh, three ring symbol that you've known Kellogg uh, uh, around his neck is, is a, an exact replica of that is scarred into the center of the palm. Um, it being big enough that it doesn't quite, that there's sections of it that are missing on the ends of uh, the hand. And uh, this, the center, or the lowest circle is, is the only one that is actually complete on the um, base of the palm. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. <clears throat> um... You do notice looking at that symbol that um, within the scar itself, where normally there would be scar tissue uh, or blood, uh, you can all, you almost feel as though uh, there's no end to the wound. Like if you were to if you were to like pull that flesh apart, you could you could disappear inside it. There's, there's just a limitless void beyond that scar. Ah! I'm gonna cover it back up. <laughs> um, do I feel? I don't feel pain at all, and I don't, I don't feel like I'm any weaker because it's not healed. Uh, correct. You do not. You do not. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah, cover back up. Um, and remember to. Ask Gellick about it later. 
Oh, oh, um, and, 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 uh, is it dark or is it not dark? It is currently dark, yes. I'm going to look at the, um, the, the side of the boat that I'm standing at, and I'm gonna listen to the sounds in my head, and I'm gonna place my hand on the, um, like, edge of the boat, and I'm gonna say, Ostentinobis, and cast light. Okay. On the boat? Just unlike where my hand is on the boat. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, um, you put your hand down and immediately uh, this thing bursts into radiant light. Oh, so pretty. I did it! Um, I want to try to change its colors to see if I can still do that. So I think really hard. And I'm going to say blue. Stays the same. Mm-hmm. Kellogg's not as exciting as mine. Mine is still better. And I'm just going to look out at my glowing light. <laughs> um, and with that comes the end of all of your long rest. Um, the rest of you who aren't currently awake are jolted awake as a massive wave hits the side of the boat and completely rocks you guys, almost knocking a couple of you out of your beds. Um, but at this point, you are well awake. And as you begin to wake up, you're also greeted with um, like a couple of drops of water. Even though you guys are below the decks, some of the the just intense downpour that's going on outside has actually seeped through some of the wood and it has made its way down to... Um, the the lower level. So a couple of drops hit your guys' faces um, as you wake up to this new day. So for the rest of you, what would you like to do? Uh, how close are we? If I'm if I as I come out to the to the deck, how how can I see the shore? Uh, or or how far we might? Yeah, be as it? you um, look out, you can just barely see beyond sort of that that haze that heavy rain gives um you could just barely see a coastline out there um you estimate you're probably a couple hours away uh, something to be thankful for we're almost there huh i say to anyone who might hear me <laughs> um you and Oma are the only ones who are currently on deck i guess kind of it looks like it over there I don't know boats, though. How long will it take for us to get there? Do you think? Because uh, I've been seeing that for a while. Right. Um, uh, be careful with your eyes as well as the sun gets uh, closer to the peak of the sky. What's going to happen to my eyes? Uh, it's going to hurt. hurt a little, it's going to hurt all yeah. the time? Uh, yeah. Until it's until it's not light out. Huh. Hey, Calic. Yes. I'm gonna hold my hand, my right hand. Have you tried to heal this? Because it looks really bad. Um. I've never taught to. I mean, I have a healing potion. We could just like pour the healing potion on it. Maybe it'll help it. I think that's a bad idea, Oma. But it's all gross, and it looks like it's never healing. Have you thought about this? I mean, you've had this wrap the whole time I've known you. How long has it been like this? Yeah, you just, you know, you keep it clean and you, you wrap it up. But... It's, um... 
you know, it, it, it's not, uh, it's not my arm anymore. Whose arm is it? Uh, I'm just staring at the arm. Is it, it gonna hurt me? Is it gonna attack me? Whose arm is it? No, no, it's not like that, Alma. It's, it's, it's an extension of uh, uh, a greater power. You know, it's there to help us. It's uh, what tethers me to this other being. A friend. Still working out exactly. But the manner of the relationship is, you know, he's a complicated fella, as they tend to be. But he's given me a better shake than my previous uh, patrons. So I'm inclined to let him stay a bit longer. I think if I tried to heal it, if I were to reject the arm, it'd be rejecting the gift, denying the, the bond we have. I'm inclined to see it through. Does that make sense? Kind of. I don't know about you, but I want to go back into my body. <laughs> As do I. I. I ruffle my feathers and, and bloom up my, my chest. <laughs> It's really silly to talk to you when you look like a bird. <laughs> uh, it's silly talking as a bird. Your beak moves funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to use it. I don't know how Shreya manages. We're not so different now from the, the crystal dwellers picking up the carcasses of those around us. I guess so. Makes one wonder on the, the emphasis we have on our material form. It's kind of what I mean about the arm. It doesn't matter if it's my arm or another's. It matters what's done with it. That's weird. Well, even in my body, with the arm as acryl, you are Oma. But am I? I think you are. You seem like Oma to me. And but I don't think the world would be able to deny you that. But I can't do all the things that Oma can do. And this body feels all weird. All right. Let's not go too hard on it. So how can I be me if I can't do the things that I can do? And and if I don't feel the way I feel and 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 if I don't have the same experiences anymore, because your body remembers things. And when I move silly, it doesn't it kind of hurts. In ways yeah. that I usually move, but my body doesn't hurt when I do that, so... The thing that I can't get used to is how cold it is. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new one even for that body. Cold? Yeah, um... I wouldn't get too attached to, you know... Sitting in the sunlight or sitting by a fire or anything like that. Even a nice duvet is not gonna do much for... The feeling you have. You're always cold? I thought it was just the rain. No, that's... That's a side effect of all this. Um, meddling in the divine affairs. Well, maybe you should stop. Being warm is nice. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe I should. Hell, I think you feel the way you feel, Oma. I don't think there's any stripping that away. And as for what the body remembers, I can't speak to it. Um, 
even in this form. And I sort of do shoulder rolls to try and stretch the wings. I don't really know how to operate them. Uh, I still feel myself, you know? I still feel uh, the same person. Maybe my uh, facility with a, a sickle might be worse, you know? And I, I fiddle with Trya's staff. <laughs> and, and for a moment, my gaze lingers on the crystal and I can't move it away. <laughs> yeah, I want my body back. Strange uh, inclinations. Crystals do look lovely from these eyes. <laughs> so it's just the eyes that make them look a little, really silly? I don't know. It's uh, Maybe it's just the habit of just lingering on shiny things. I'm going to um, stand close to the mast and wrap up my hand in a fist and on my left hand, not my magic hand, <laughs> and punch the mast. Ow! Well, what are you doing? Why would you do that? You're kind of weak. That's not true at all. I'm a... This part of your hand. See? The knuckles. It's all... Yeah, it's all like bleeding now. Yeah, I haven't made a habit of wrapping it against walls on the regular. Whatever. Would you mind not just testing out me limbs on the hard surfaces of the world? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. How? You should practice uh, that. No. Flynn and Shreya. <laughs> At this point, uh, you guys are both also awake. What would you guys like to do? Shreya! Or Oma? Should I be saying Oma? Oh, no, that sounds weird. Shreya, where? Are you up? I, uh, you, ah, a new day. Oh, I, I just, uh, you see my uh, limbs just like kind of going all over. I start like pacing around the room, uh, just eyes darting. Uh, oh, what are we going to do with this new day? I feel all this energy, all this energy that just seems unending. Uh, I'm going to look around. Are there any um, portholes or windows? Or anything? Um, yes, there is uh, a couple on either side of you. They're currently closed, but they're, you can swing them open if you want. It's one of those like vertical opening hatches. Is, is it, are they uh, big enough for my body to fit through them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna... Flynn, watch this! <laughs> what? I'm gonna <laughs> crawl into one of the... Fling open the window and, like, uh, hold on and just, like, lay my body uh, above the uh, above the ocean and just kind of, like, I don't know, plank out. <laughs> like, Woohoo! What are you doing? I'll run over and I'll grab his uh, or her leg to keep them from falling off the edge. What are you doing? I just feel compelled to just try things. Get down from there! <laughs> I'm trying to pull his leg back into the, into the boat. Is there anything on the side of the boat? Maybe I could climb up. <laughs> um, a couple feet away, you do see a ladder extending down the side of the ship. Ooh, I'm gonna try to jump for it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have you make an acrobatics check at disadvantage as the boat is being furiously rocked back and forth by these waves. Oh, boy. Oh, no. that's an yeah. That uh, that's a that's a six. <laughs> okay. No. At advantage? No, no. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Disadvantage. Yeah, but I have a. It's a plus six though. I know. Well, okay, fine. It's a seven then. <laughs> <laughs> you rolled oh, a God. one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not so good at piloting. Okay. <laughs> um, try it and I'm drown, drown my character. Try and Flynn. I'm gonna have you both um, roll initiative for me. I'm actually gonna have I'm gonna have everyone roll. Oh initiative. wow. It's that bad, hey? Everyone. <laughs> um, I'm at disadvantage at ability check still because I have one left. Yes, uh, one you are. level. So I, this is a disadvantage, right? Yes. Okay. All right, Shrya, what'd you get? Uh, that is a seven. Okay. Not really great. Um, so, <laughs> of course, I rolled an 18, and then my disadvantage was a three plus four. So I rolled a seven as well. Um, do we go by decks? Who has the highest yeah, decks? Yeah, so, uh, Flynn, what's your decks modifier? Uh, plus, uh, my initiative is plus, my decks is plus four. Okay, Shreya, um, what is, in your new form, what is your dexterity modifier? I'm pretty sure it's plus three. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought, oof. Okay, okay. Cool. Flynn goes first. Um, Kellick. Five. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And Ulma. Seven, also. What did the waves roll? And, uh... <laughs> Or the sharks in the okay. waves. <laughs> and my um, my yeah, dex in this body is plus two. Okay. So three of us oh, rolled wow. a seven. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Um, yeah. Flynn. You see her jump out. She just, or he, just jumped <laughs> off from the side of the boat. Like, literally body just left. What are you doing? Um, do I see that uh, Oma or Trya is not going to be able to make it? Can I maybe reach out and try and grab? Very clearly. You see that his foot, as he was, like, trying to leap off, his foot slipped on the wet uh, on the mm. wet wood, and is probably not going to well, make I'm gonna it I'm going to try and close. reach my hand out and grab uh, grab theirs and hold on, you know, potentially, if I can get there. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you make a... Uh, this is going to be a... I'm going to make this a grapple check. Okay. Uh, oh, what do I need to do for that again? So that is going to be either your athletics or your dexterity. Or my acrobatics? Or, I'm sorry, okay. acrobatics. Um, all right, yes. I'm going to try acrobatics, but it's still a disadvantage. Ten plus... Oops. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. Shrya, what is your new AC? Uh, my new AC, I believe, is eleven? S- it's sixteen. Oh, it's sixteen. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Flint, you're just, just able to, you, oh wait, what did you roll? I rolled a 17. 17, you're just able to grab his ankle as he flies out. I'm going to have you make oh! an, an athletics check to see if you can hold on. Oh, this is going to be the bad one. All right, uh, a disadvantage. Oh, I still rolled pretty decent, uh, but 13 minus 13. one, so 13. Okay, you don't have the strength to pull him back up. But you just are just <laughs> holding him as he's hanging off of the side of, of this boat. What are you doing? Don't worry, Flynn, I can... And then I'm going to think into the urge of where <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to fly. Oh, wait. I can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll swing you. Yeah. I'm going to try and swing... Uh, I'm going to try and swing Shreya to the side so we maybe can grab... I'm going to say, the... Flynn, I'm going to say that that's, that's oh, your okay. action. As, right, as I'm, hold... I'm uh, ruling that this help, is initiative right now. Help! Um, anyone? All right, Shreya, what are you doing? You're hanging off the side of the boat. I'm hanging off the side of the boat. Uh, Have the urge to fly. Uh, Doesn't work. Uh, I'm going to try to steady and grab on to something that is in my immediate surroundings. Okay. Um, I'm just going to try to get back to the window. (laughs) I don't know if I can do that from where I'm hanging. um, I'm going to say the uh, because it's the side of a boat, um, and it's pretty slick. 
I'm just going to have you make, <laughs> and you're upside down. I'm going to have you just make an athletics check to see if you can do one of those, you know, those crunches where you, you pull yourself up and try and grab at something that's near your feet. Um, I'm just going to have you make an athletics check for me. <laughs> Fantastic. 24. Nice. 24. There you go. Okay. Nice. There you go. Um, that body is fairly used to having to do crunches. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you find that um, your muscles find this movement fairly easy to do as you, your torso just flies up and you're able to actually grab onto the side of the porthole where you threw yourself out of um, and you're able to, to climb back out. Uh, without Kellek or Oma even hearing a thing, you climb back into the boat. Ah, I wanted to surprise the people on the top of the deck, but the, it didn't go so well. Yeah, maybe we just go up the stairs? Yeah, but what? It's not very fun. You don't remember what happened yesterday, do you? I remember enough. <laughs> Maybe we take it easy on the crazy stuff. At least until we switch back or you get you all switch back into your bodies. That would be sensible, I suppose. This is really weird. Yes, it is very weird. But look at this. And I like flick my fingers and I uh, do sparks fly out? Uh, that's my intention. <laughs> they do, yes. <laughs> oh, okay, and I'll I'll grab their hands and just kinda hold them. Maybe we wait. And uh, I continue to flick my fingers and try to peer into the center of the sparks as I can. I, I, I grab their hand and walk up. Let's go. Come on. I want to try and find the others. All right. Oma and Kellek, you guys see Flynn and Shreya coming up above the deck. Guys, we. this one needs to calm down. Tell them they need to calm down. No, don't tell me to calm down. Uh, and I'm going to try to climb the crow's nest. <laughs> this feels... Oddly familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I just have this. There's all this. Uh, I just want to do things. Is that what I look like when I climb? I mean, I guess. I mean, I look pretty good at it. Right, but it's not you, so we should probably get them down. And I'll turn to uh, Kelly. Try, I'm Kelly. Can you go? This would be a good time to try those wings out. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I will try to climb <laughs> up after. Uh, hey, my. He'll, he'll be fine. But Go up higher! <laughs> higher! No, try it. Now is not a good time to... Have I reached the top yet? Um, yes, at this point, you have just about reached the crow's I nest. would like to uh, jump, do a flip, and grab a rope and try to swing on the rope. <laughs> no, <laughs> boy. You're just really making me do this. Um, <laughs> make, an athletic, uh, make an acrobatics check. Brilliant. So just to be clear, that was a jump, a flip, and then a grab of the rope, correct? If there's a rope swinging okay. by, as I would imagine on a sailboat, there might be. Uh, there's plenty of ropes, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> 14. 14. Um, it sort of slips out of your hand for a second, but you're able to, to sturdy your grip and actually hang on to this rope. You are now swinging by Whoa! a rope. Hey! Look at that! Oh my God, that was so thrilling. Whoa! I'm going to slide down the rope and then... Uh, tumble and then stand up and do a little bow. Okay. Does that require a roll? <laughs> no. At this point, no. It doesn't. Okay. Did you get that out of your system? <sighs> Looking around. Maybe. Alright. And I'll look off into the distance. Do I see how close we are to land? Uh, you guys are currently about two hours away from land. You can, you can sort of see and feel uh, the vessel veering in towards the coast. I'll look to uh, Kelly. So, I guess... What do we do? Do we go talk to the captain? I I uh, don't know uh, what he mean about our our 
stopping point? What the plan is here, because like you you are all in different bodies. He he's in it. They're in a different body, I think. Um, we should probably find out what their plan is so we can do it as well. Hello, wasn't there a person that we needed to that that Alma recommended uh, an mm-hmm. inspire? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, started with a Z, right? Zeta. Oh. Zeta. Oh, okay. That's maybe we go see them. All right. Yeah, let's find them. Uh, um, I should go into the galley though, right? Because because that was my job. Or should I do the job that Calic you were assigned? Uh, probably stick to your your job, I suppose. Okay. Well, I should go make breakfast then. I'll see you guys later. Should I make breakfast too? No, let's go find Timmy. Okay. And then I rush down to the galley. I'm going to try to sneak some food. I'll see if there's anything to be fetched for okay. anyone. All right. I suppose. Alma, back straight. Shoulders back. Mm. That's right. L- lower your chin a bit. No, too low. Too low. Higher. All right. Uh, no. Just, it, it's fine. Why does it matter where your chin is? Dignity always, Alma. I have dignity. <laughs> I raise my eyebrows. My shry brows. Shry, where'd you run off to? <laughs> All right, Kelly. I'm going to go find him. Good luck. Them, her. I'll be back. And I'll run off trying to find out where Shrya ran off to. Okay. Um, Flynn, you find Shrya. You said you went to the galley to get some yeah, food? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, find the sweetest thing I can find. Uh, and or, uh, but try to eat it or grab it stealthily so that no one notices. Okay. I'm going to have you make... We're both in the galley, though. Oh, so yeah. No. You, guys both, you guys both went to the galley. Um, so, Shrya... If you're trying to sneak this thing, I'm going to have you make a stealth check. Yeah. 12. Um, Oma, what is your new passive perception? 18. 18? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Shreya has clearly come into the galley and is trying to rummage for something. Um, I got to smack his hand. Huh? My my hand. Um, Shreya, I'm going to make breakfast. Go do your job. Uh-huh. I want something. I wanted. I wanted to eat something. Well, you can wait. Okay. I just sort of walk off, my head down. But before I leave, I'm gonna try to sneak a treat one more time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. Make a sleight of hand check. Yeah. Yeah. Sixteen. Oh, that still doesn't. Be- <laughs> <laughs> no. Once again, you. Once again, you get your hand slapped away. <laughs> Try it. There you are. Come on, let's go get find Timmy. And see what what he wants us to do. Did Timmy, Timmy switch bodies too? I can't. Let's do you have go. any Come pastries? On. Do you have any of those pastries? Try. Uh, I'll I'll grab their arm and drag them out of the galley as we and try and. Come okay. On. And I'll, all right. I'll try and find um, Tim. Flynn, you go along with Try down below the deck, um, and you see uh, Timmy who is there, who he's currently packing up um, different bedrolls. He seems like he's on this um, second level, it's just above the cargo bay, and he seems to just be cleaning up a little bit, um, sort of preparing the boat for, for port. Hey. Hey. Sorry I saw that island. Yeah, this is all your fault. What do we need to do? Well, I don't know now. Do whatever you want, I guess. <sighs> Timmy, it's not your fault. Well, yeah, you think? I just saw the thing. I know. 
I'm just frustrated. All my friends are different now, and I don't know what to do. And this one, and I hold up almost hand. And this one's acting all crazy now, and I'm... <sighs> Hopefully we can fix it when we get there. Do you need help packing up or something? Yeah, could you just get those boxes over there? Roll them the other side. Okay. I'll let go of... Uh, try his hand and go help pack up. Okay. All right. I'm going to start packing stuff up. I'm going to make it seem like I'm helping, but I'm not really <laughs> going to help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Kellick, what are you up to? Uh... I am uh, looking for uh, uh, Captain McCready. Okay. Uh, for if he needs any assistance. All right. Um, you go to the captain's quarters, and you see that the door is closed. Uh, I'll uh, observe the condition of Shrya's knuckles, uh, and gingerly, so as not to uh, destroy them any farther, uh, rap at the door. Okay. Um, you do, and you hear, um, ah, yes, come in. I open the door. All right, um, you walk in, and you see Captain McCready, um, in his new form of, uh, Prala Holiday. Um, Mm -hmm. you see Prala Holiday in Captain McCready's body, and you also see, um, the first mate there, Paston Broadhammer, um, who is a, a dwarven man, and, um, Paston turns to you, and you can see that they're sort of in conversation there. And he says, um, uh, um, ain't it a shame that our dear Captain McCready has come down with such a terrible cold? Isn't that correct, Captain McCready? And you see, uh, Captain McCready's body, occupied by Prala Holiday, um, sort of lean off to the side and... <coughs> And the first mate says, it's such a shame that uh, he can't talk for for a couple of days at least, uh, as his throat is no longer working very well. And I will be taking over most of the communications. Um, It's a shame, but uh, I I think this is probably going to be the best for his voice to heal. A shame of that. It's a nice little song and dance you have prepared there. Yeah, um, I just hope that it holds. Uh, has there not been, with all the rumors circulating about this island, uh, some precedent for this kind of uh, abnormal o- occasion, o- occurrence? No, I've been sailing on the sea for better part of 50 years, and I have never even heard of anyone who had seen the thing before, um, let alone something like this happening. Curious. I wonder too. I, uh, I heard it mentioned it might. There's some kind of old. Uh, the the tail of the island is of some old spirit being held there, perhaps. I I uh. Well, now anything is possible, seeing our current circumstances. Uh, sure. Uh, I happen to be a, a bit of a. I've I've recently acquired a, a passion for history, so. Just a matter of curiosity, in addition to, you know, it seems to be, have some relation to uh, our current circumstances. Um, but that's besides the point. Uh, is there 
some way I can aid in, uh, in this uh, charade or, or... I mean, as long as you have your correct paperwork, we shouldn't be having any trouble coming into port. Um, paperwork meaning just... Any business in Oak Inspire. How we've gone about uh, moving through Kaldor. Reason for moving through, that's a good way to put it. Uh, this requires documentation. Any sort of proof of anything that, uh, any business you have within the city. I assume coming to Oak Inspire, you guys have a reason to be here. That we do. Uh, more than one. Um, DM, thinking back on our little letter we hashed together, would would that have included uh, uh, good enough we, we made that in the, with the terms being, um, what's the word? Humanitarian uh, mission. Uh, um, would yeah, I, do I, I think that this would be adequate for that, to that end? You deem that if it was, if it was good enough to get you guys past that checkpoint um, that you guys had passed through earlier, it's probably good enough to get you guys through this port, um, especially along with uh, uh, the, that crew. seal, that yeah. seal that you guys right, have. Right, right. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, we should be okay. There are real sticklers for documentation at this part. We have to have, and he points over to the captain's desk there, and there's just like stacks of papers. And We have to have documentation for the boat, each member of the crew, um, each each piece of cargo that we have, and if that piece of cargo has individual units within it, we need individual documentation for each individual unit. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit of a fixation out here in Kaldor. This paperwork. We had a bit of trouble uh, by the uh, at the checkpoint uh, headed to Direhand. I might call it paranoia more than uh, caution. That's how it strikes me as well. Does it not create a certain unrest among the citizenry? Oh no, the people here like it. They feel secured and safe. I imagine feeling safe in this world. Hmm. Um, is there anything I can get for you in the meantime, or uh, any duty I can do to to earn me me six gold? Um, from this point on, uh, just helping and docking the boat, um, and it's pretty simple. Um, and once we get to port, there's probably going to be an inspection on board, and uh, at that point, just shut up. That I can uh, do. I would appreciate you advising the other members of your party of this, too. I know they might not have such an easy time with something like this. All of the yelling in sort from last night. Well, don't worry. They always listen to me. And uh, with that, I give a a curt bow, and I will uh, head out the door ruefully. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Um... Oma, up in the galley, um, you are uh, in the galley alone for a while. You're making breakfast, and Damien, the old man who had assisted you the previous night, doesn't come up. Um, I'm I'm preparing what I what was set out to be prepared for today. Um, do I know where he is? Um housed? 
Do I know which cabin is his? Um, you would you would be able to sort of deduce. You'd be able to to pick like the closest which cabin one. to yeah. the galley. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna knock on the door. You don't hear anything. Um, Damien, can I open the door? Uh, yes, you open the door and it creaks open. Um, and you see in this tiny little room, um, a just barely big enough to fit one bed, um, Damien laying there completely passed out, um, and a, an empty bottle of something in his right hand. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would like to look at what the bottle is. Okay. Um, it is unlabeled. It is a brown bottle, um, probably about a liter's worth. And it is glass and uh, like this um, rectangle shape until it gets to the the top where it sort of comes up and uh, where you could place a cork. Does it look more like a potion bottle or more like an alcohol bottle? The entire cabin smells of alcohol. Um, so you deduce this is probably alcohol. Ugh, I roll my eyes. Um, and I smack him on the face. But like wake him up. <laughs> Damien? Go away. But you have to prepare breakfast. Uh, you do it. Uh, but it's your job. No, no, it's your job now. And he takes his covers and he sort of rolls off to the other side and faces the wall. Do I get your pay too? I'll give you a, I'll give you a silver piece. Just please what? Just do it. Two silver. Two silver. Um... Do I look like I'm worth two silver? I can be really annoying and I can get just talk to you all morning. I bet you have a headache. Oh my God, one gold piece, please. Okay. Good night. And I walk away. Okay. All right. So, um, Oma, you make breakfast for everyone. What are you making? Um, what do we have? Very bare bones. There's uh, there's bread and a little bit of dried meat. There's um, some fruit, as this was only a single day's journey, so mm-hmm. fruit stayed pretty well. Um, you've got some vegetables, and um, just in this tiny little, um, tiny little bread box off in the corner seems to be like some better ingredients, some higher quality spices. Um, and you saw from the previous night. This is what Damien grabbed from when he made the captain his little dessert. Mm. Okay, so there's bread. Um, are there eggs? Yeah, yeah, there are eggs. Okay, I'm gonna like um, make a little bread pudding. So I'm gonna like break up the eggs and um, make a little, uh, or uh, sorry, break up the bread into little pieces and make a little mixture of egg and like splash of cream, whatever. Um, some cinnamon, some spices, pot it pop in there. I'm gonna make a nice little bread pudding um, and make some fruit compote to put on top. Okay. And one by <laughs> one, the rest of you uh, see Oma come by and give each of you your breakfast. And once breakfast has been served, um, <laughs> you guys have about another hour before you get to port. Is there any last minute things that you guys want to do before you actually make it into port? I'd like to take a couple practice uh, stabs so to speak, at uh, activating the shillelagh on Shry's staff, and just kind of like, kind of, kind of whipping it in the air, and like, just like a little bit of pinkish energy is like pulsating, and then it'll dissipate, and then I like, 
do it again. I'll dissipate. I'll try one more time and I'll try to actually do it. Am I able to? <laughs> to charge the staff shillelagh? Make a nature check. Okay. <laughs> uh, 16. 16, yeah. The shillelagh activates. <sighs> That's something. Oh, and my. you feel as... as the first couple of times, it was just sort of like a reactionary thing that was happening. The third time that you did it, when it actually activated, for a brief moment, it felt like the staff was a part of your limb, like your your entire limb and your nerves, um, and and all of your sensory um, feeling moved from your arm and actually extended out into the staff. Huh. I look around at the, the sea and the sky and I hold this glowing object and I close my eyes and I see visions of roots moving through dark soil and uh, nutrients leaving uh, the uh, decayed um, forms of smaller beings and uh, water dissipating into the leaves of new flowers and uh, uh, seeds uh, exploding into life. And I open my eyes and I just have like my feathers have like completely poofed out and I'm just uh, uh, completely soaked in the in the recent rain and I I just look around with the uh, uh, ecstasy in this moment oh so with that um, the rest of you see the land begin to um, move in closer and closer and closer to you um, and you guys can see um, uh Timmy Flirt come up from down below and start to um, undo some of the knots that are on deck. And as some of you follow in what he does, he he undoes some of the knots, gets them ready. And as you guys actually pull up into port, um, the boat actually has to sort of dodge around. And you can see um, the first mate is is now at the helm and he's having to dodge the boat around these other ships, some bigger, some smaller, just with the amount of of um, boats here in this harbor. It is a very crowded port. Um, you guys are, are sort of weaving in and out of these boats and eventually come into an open dock and the boat slowly pulls up and Timmy instructs you guys on how to um, sort of tie up the boat. He hops out. He uh, he goes onto the dock itself, ties up some of the ropes. You guys toss him some of the other ones from uh, on board and then he himself actually climbs back onto the boat and the rest of the crew sort of lines up um, in a row. Would you guys like to, to join them in that lineup? Mm-hmm. Keep quiet. Let them handle it. All right? Uh-huh. I'll nudge Shreya. That means you, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, at some point during the docking of the boat, if I'm holding on to a rope or something, I just want to, like, jiggle it slightly. But okay. inadvertently. And with, like, not too obviously. All right, you do that. 
I am trying to um, stiffen my shoulders and straighten my back and put my chin at the right level um, really, really hard, but not used to it. So it's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah, and I'm standing right next to Shreya and Olma's body, just making sure they don't do anything stupid. Yeah, I am watching them like a hawk. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have the note, right? It, the, 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 I have the letter on my person. I believe you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, with that, um, you guys stand there in a line, wait for a minute, and after a minute or two, you can see um, these uh, six dwarven guards come down the... Um, the the dock there and actually hop onto that little plank bridge that connects your boat to the dock. Um, they hop on and they just, without saying a word to anyone, begin walking around the ship. Um, three of them go down below the deck. You see, don't see where they go. Um, but then after another couple seconds, you guys see another figure walking down the dock. Um, much, much larger than these dwarves. Um, a little bit bigger in stature than March was, actually, but sort of similar in how they look. Um, you see this Goliath man with tattoos adorning his face, coming down his arms and onto his hands. Um, you see him walking down the dock, and you can see this heavy, heavy plated silver armor um, all over him, from head to toe. Um, and you can see sort of a, um, a fur, uh, almost collar, coming around his neck as he walks on board the ship hands behind his back and says welcome to port now who will I be speaking to um, to get you all debriefed and off the ship as, as soon as possible and the the first mate passed in says I, uh, that'll be me our captain has come down with a bit of a, a cold these past couple days with the storm and all and it hasn't been treating his throat very well so I'm going to be speaking on behalf of myself, McCaptain and McCrew here um, so if you have any questions uh, please direct them towards me now um, I've come in and out of this port many a time um, I just ask I've, I haven't seen you here before um, I just, I'm not imparting any disrespect. I'd, I'd just like to, to know who's inspecting our ship here. And, um, the Goliath man turns to the rest of the crew and sort of gives a, a gentle bow, um, and says, I am Captain Barrett Hastel. Um, I am not at my normal post this week. I am overseeing all port operations for the better part of this week before I am uh, brought back up to the main part of the capital. I'm just here to make sure everything is running smoothly um, and make sure we have uh, everything in order and all of my men are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. So if you'll let them do their jobs, um, I will be taking everyone's paperwork and making sure everything is in order. And he takes a couple of large steps over towards the captain who's sort of um, near the back of the boat and uh, he gives him a quick little bow. The captain pulls out a couple of papers. They exchange them. Um, uh, captain Barrett Hastel takes some of the papers, sort of shifts through them, nodding his head every couple seconds, shifts through another couple. All right, everything is in order here. He hands him back. He gets the, the papers from the first mate. Oh, okay. 
Very good. Oh, everything seems to be in order here. Um, I assume you are part of this crew, and he turns to all of you, who are very clearly dressed differently than everyone else on this crew. Um, and he says, um, paperwork, please. Um, I will step forward and, um, pull out the paperwork and <clears throat> hand it over to him. I will try not to say anything. I, I just side-eye almost so hard with my big bird eyes. <laughs> just like, <laughs> terrified looking. And he reads through it, and he takes a little bit more interest in, uh, this. Now, I am going to have everyone in the group make a group deception check. No. As he is making an insight check. No. Um, okay, so I rolled a 19. Okay. Oh, uh, That's good. Is that a one? It's a two. Okay. I rolled a three. Shraya has a minus one. Shraya. Uh, I actually, my total is 21. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Hell okay. yeah, it Flynn? is. <laughs> um, As my well, eyes disadvantage. I rolled a natural 20, but then I rolled a 10. So 10. <laughs> okay. 19, <sighs> 21, 10. He <laughs> <two>. reads over. <laughs> he reads over this note. <laughs> and he sort of, you can see him rereading over one part. And he looks down at the 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 seal. Um, okay. And how many is this for? How many does this cover? Obviously, it's it's you and I see your ward. Mm-hmm. And then we've got our guard. And I raise my hand. I don't say anything. I just raise my hand. And our Not. prophet. And I point to. <laughs> to <laughs> if my eyes could go wider. <laughs> <laughs> They do. <laughs> okay. Then all seems to be in order. And Oma, he looks to you and he leans in real close. And he extends his hand to give you a handshake. Um which hand did he extend? He extended his <laughs> right hand. <laughs> I will extend my right hand. And he grips your right hand and this dude's hand is <laughs> Just so big and so beefy. Um, and you can feel your hand sort of crumble a little bit under the weight. And he says, I appreciate the work that you do out of country. I know it is not easy to be over there. But I want to be the first to say welcome home. And I appreciate all the work that you do. I just nod stoically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he uh, moves down the list, and he moves uh, moves down the line rather, um, and he uh, he walks over to the cook, Damien, um, who is there. Like you can tell, very reluctantly standing, um, looks through his papers. Oh, good. He goes to um, Prala Holiday, who is actually the captain. Looks through those papers. Okay, everything is in order here. Um, and he gets to Timmy Flurd, who at the very end of the line has his head bowed low, his hands behind his back, and no papers in his hands. Timmy. Timmy is 
shaking. Like, you can see him shaking. You can almost feel it in the, the wooden boards of the ship. And as he raises his head up, way up, to look at Captain Barrett, um, you can see tears streaming down his face. He says, I'm so sorry. I thought I thought I had them. I really thought. I, I don't know where I left them. I... I'm I'm so sorry. Um, can, I can I can try and go look again. Just please, just let me go look again. And Captain Barrett looks at him. <sighs> I'll give you five minutes. Don't waste my time. And Timmy backs away and runs down below deck. Um, and you can hear him begin to just turn things over. You can hear things falling off of shelves. Um, you can hear things clanging and moving around. And five minutes pass. DM, can I assess, were these crocodile tears? Or... Make an insight check. This is Sarah's insight. Hmm. Uh, Twelve. Yeah. Twelve? Um, from no, what sorry, you can sorry. Tell, I misread. Shrya's uh, sheet. It is a, that's a 17. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, much different. <laughs> this kid is clearly quaking in his boots. Okay. Um, this is a young kid staring down the face of authority, knowing what might happen um, if he doesn't have his papers. Okay. Five minutes pass below deck. Six minutes pass. Captain Barrett turns to the captain of the ship. He says, I would advise you go down and get your crew member, or I will go down and get him for you. And you can see Captain McCready turn to the first mate. I, uh, I'll, go, I'll go down and get him. I don't want you uh, moving around too much, Captain, uh, in, your, in your fragile state. And the first mate walks down below the deck. Another minute passes. First mate walks up above the deck. Timmy, a couple steps behind him. Now his face bright red. And you can see more tears coming down his face. And as soon as you can see his head pop up from below decks, you can hear him starting to plead. Please, I, ju- I just, I ju- I must have left them, at somewhere at the other port. I, I, I don't know where they went. Please, and you can see Captain Barrett take a step back. Says, "Well, looks like we have one of two things on our hands here: either a stowaway or a spy." And at the mention of spy, all six guards that had come onto the boat converge on Timmy and all grab him. One of the guards takes out a pair of manacles from behind his back, clasps them against Timmy's hands, now also behind his back. As they begin to drag Timmy off of the boat, you can hear Timmy's wailing and cries. Please, just someone, please, just stop. No, 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 please, 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 just just give me one second. Give me one second. I can explain. No, 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 I can explain. Please, please, please. As they drag him, I, I, I grip my staff very, very tightly, and I look at... Ulma in my body, and I, I, I close my eyes. What does the captain and the 
and the crew look like. I want to see what the crew looks like when 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 this happens. Make an insight check. Twelve. Twelve. Um, you're looking down. You can't really determine. The only thing that you can see, you can see some of them are, are looking a little bit antsy. You can't really tell what that is coming from, though. You do get one very clear read, um, and that is on first mate Paston. Um, you can see his muscles starting to, to twitch a little bit, and his hand very slowly reaches down to his side where he keeps his two pairs of daggers. And he very slowly clutches one of his daggers and grips it real tight. Captain Barrett sees this too and immediately looks towards him and says, Now, are you sure you want to do that? And Paston releases his hand and puts it back down at his side. As now on the dock, you could still hear Timmy. Please, I swear. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not a spy. Please. No, 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 no. Just, just give me one second. I can explain. I can explain. Please. No. As they drag him down the dock, you can hear him continuing to kick and scream. I just, I look down at my feet. I, uh, I grab onto uh, Shreya's arm or wrist and I just kind of hold it and I kind of squeeze it. <sighs> but I don't move. I stomp my feet a little bit, but keep my composure. And before you know it, Timmy is dragged down the dock, thrown onto the back of a cart, and is taken off into the crowd, and you can no longer see him. You can no longer hear him. Captain Barrett looks to the rest of you, says, well, the rest of your paperwork is in order, so have a good rest of your day, and on behalf of the king and the rest of the royal family... Welcome to Ogunspar. And he turns, he walks off of the boat. His men, well, the men that didn't carry Timmy off of the boat, um, follow close behind him and walk down the dock and off into the crowd. I'm going to call out after him. Thank you, Mr. Sir. I'll, I, after this altercation, I'll turn to Aston as we all sort of shake off the tension of the moment. Hmm. What's to become of uh, your boy Timmy there? What are they going to do to him? Oh, shit. And he immediately he starts walking back towards the back of the boat and completely shoulder checks you as, as he passes by you, um, just almost walking right through you. He walks to the back of the boat, down the stairs and below the deck. Good answer. I'm going to... I would like to walk over to Prala Holiday and and the captain. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look at them. We're going to try to find Zeta and see if she can help us at all in 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 solving this this whole thing. Um Do you want to come with us? I think that would be the best course of action. Um at this point, I don't know of any other leads that we could have now that that island is gone. Um Really, you're you're really the only option that we have, right? Okay. Yeah, I think that's for the best. Um, shall we? Do you have to like tell Paston or anything? I uh, no, I think he's he's fine staying here with the boat. And oh. you hear from below the deck. You hear boom, boom, boom. What does it sound like? It sounds like 
something is making contact with some sort of wood inside the boat. It sounds like there's like a heavy contact being made. Does it sound like something I would have heard before? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, yeah, you would, you would know that sound. Okay. Um, it is very clearly someone just wailing on a wooden post. Mm-hmm. Have we received our pay? No, you have not. Okay, um, Captain, uh, we were all promised six gold pieces. Aye, aye, um, let's, uh, yeah, let's go. And he walks you all down. Um, and you guys actually, to get to the captain's quarters, have to go below deck as well. Um, and as you guys do, you see um, passed in right next to the center, sort of central beam of this ship that is sort of the, the main um, the main thing that keeps everything all held together. And you can see his knuckles are now bloodied as he's just punching into this this main, uh, main support beam. Um, but you guys pass by him. You guys go into the captain's quarters. He opens up a, a little chest of gold and hands each of you six gold pieces. Um, when he hands me mine, why is he so upset? Um, he's always the one to remind everyone to have their paperwork. And uh, this sort of thing has happened to him before. And I don't know how familiar you all are with Oak Inspire or Kaldur, but branding someone as a spy generally doesn't bode very well for them. That puts you to death just for misplacing your paperwork. Yay. Aren't they going to ask him questions first? Like, maybe they'll just decide he was a stowaway. They might. They might ask him questions that don't really apply, like, uh, who was he working for and what was his intentions in the capital and if he was there to kill a member of the royal family and uh, all things, of course, he's not going to be able to answer. They're not going to be satisfied that he's not answering. They're going to think that he's uh, keeping things from them and they will execute him nonetheless. So That has been my experience in these things. So, I mean, maybe if, if some people found themselves in the prison... Maybe they could, like, help him. I mean, not that we would ever find ourselves in the prison, but, like, if we were in the prison, maybe... maybe... I wouldn't even speculate on that. You do not want to go to one of these prisons. Right. Right. These are not the kinds of prisons that you hear about the heroic prison breaks that you might in uh, Ondale and Ganboldir. These are places that you go and you are never seen again. Right. Well, it's good we have no intention of going there. So that's it. You take people aboard this vessel and you take them across the sea. And if they so much as misplace a document, they're as good as dead. How long does this process take? Depending on... I've seen... I've seen people get away with it. But, I mean, I don't think we were in too much luck with Captain Barrett Hastel over there being in charge of everything. He's not going to let anything slip by him. If he's new, he might want to make a strong impression. Ah. World free of evil. That's why I prefer the open ocean. A lot less rules to live by. Well, uh, shall we get to finding the Zeta person? Mm-hmm. I, um, lead the way. I've never heard of this person, so I'll let you take the lead. 
Great. I will I will lead away. <laughs> okay. As I pass by um the cook though, I'm gonna like stick my hand down. I'm gonna try to sneak some more sweets before we leave. Yeah, you are. Right. Um Shrya, the kitchen is actually fully open right now, so you're able to to snag whatever you want. Um Olma. I'm gonna try you... to snag a lot extra for okay. later. <laughs> Alright. Um <laughs> Olma, you your extend hands. your hand. Um and Damien very reluctantly reaches into his back pocket, pulls out a gold piece, and hands it over. Pleasure doing business. Yeah, you missed whatever. a lovely breakfast, by the way. Oh, I'm sure I did. And then I'll walk away. Um, as you guys get off of this boat, um, for the first time you guys are able to actually get the scope of where you guys are. Um, you see that you are currently, obviously, in the port section of the city. Um, right up along the coast, uh, you can see docks, both big and small, as far as the eye can see on either side of you. Much bigger than where you guys just came from in dire hand, even though that was a large port city as well. Um, you look ahead, and almost rising to an impossible height, the city seems to increase in elevation as it goes into the distance. Um, you guys can see at the center of the city rising well above anything else, a central castle. Everything here made of some sort of stone. Um, everything here looks incredibly sturdy and like nothing is going to knock any of this over. You guys see several walls and rings of walls as they circle this, this center castle. Um, you guys see a lot of the streets at this point are being lit by torchlight. Um, a lot of these torches are now at this point covered um, due to the, the heavy rain and thunderstorm that is still going on. As you guys walk down the dock, you guys are greeted by one of the most dense crowds you have ever seen. Um, smells of dead fish, smells of all of this different cargo that is being brought on and off of these boats spices and clothes and all these different materials um, being loaded and unloaded. So as you guys move off into the crowd, where would you guys like to go? Um, is there like a port? Or like we're at the port, so is there like a um, um, directory. a directory or or like somebody standing at a, at a booth like any kind of any kind of like guide? Make a perception check for me. Can I assist on that? Yes, you can. 17. 14. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys actually see um, sort of where there's less of a uh, less of a crowd. Um, you can see one man standing at a like a, a series of podiums. Mm -hmm. um, you can see him taking notes. Um, some people coming up and handing him little pieces of paper, him taking them, putting them in his book, writing notes, um, and, and continuing on doing that. Um, you see that he is a human man, um, very, very scruffy beard, and long, uh, dark hair pulled back into a ponytail, wearing very simple clothes. I will walk up to him. <clears throat> Hello. We're looking for the Temple District. Which one? All of them. You're joking. How? Very funny. How, um, I'm gonna have you just step aside. I've got I've got 
business coming through, please. We have a meeting with Zeta. Malakas. Cool. I don't know who that is. Um, I'm seriously <laughs> going to need you to, to move along here. If you I've could got, just I've point us in coming. the direction of your temple district, that would be great. Of any of them. I'll chime in. Uh, <clears throat> perhaps the uh, Temple of Zachril. Uh Is there... Oh. We've got several of those. Um, closest one is that way. And he sort of points off into a general direction. Right. Uh, do you have a, a map, perchance, that we could purchase from you? I don't. Um, there might be one of these shops around here that might have a map for you. I suppose that'll do. Great. I sort of just shrug it all my... I will turn to the captain. Do you know any of these shops that might have a map? Uh, I mean, we can try with this one over here. Great. Lead the way. Okay. And he walks you over to uh, a series of buildings, um, mostly made of like wood and stone. And you can tell that the wood is just rotted away with uh, the years and years of being this close to the ocean. Um, and as you guys walk in, you see a um, a very hearty looking dwarven couple standing behind the front counter. Um, you can see a couple of other um Patrons, uh, you can see a half orc off in the corner um, fiddling with some fishing gear, um, and then another couple dwarves sort of trying on some different, um, like heavy weather cloaks. Hi, do you have a map that we can buy? Um, we've got a couple. What, uh, what kind of map would you like? Preferably one that includes temples. Oh, gosh, okay. Um, like, what are you looking for? A map of Elbor? Um, no, a, a map, map of, of- Oakenspire. Oh, Oak Inspire. Um, yeah, I think I think we've got one of those. And uh, the the male of the two dwarves goes, sort of reaches underneath the uh, the front counter, shuffles a bunch of things, um, and pulls out a piece of paper that you wouldn't expect to be a map. It's sort of ripped in some weird ways, um, but you can see that it is actually a map of Oak Inspire, um, and there are a couple of dots that seem to be sort of places of religious significance on it. Alma, this uh, fellow you spoke to uh, told you about Zeta didn't happen to mention from whence she drew her power. I know that that it's a tiefling. (laughs) So all we have is the name. I'm going to pipe up and say, does this map also include uh, barracks and uh, the like? No, I don't think we keep any any sort of maps detailing the prison system? Is that what you're looking for? No, no, just I have always dreamt of joining a junior league of Kaldor's military and uh, I just don't know where I would go to realize these dreams. Hearing this voice emanate from Oma's body, I just can't make eye contact with anyone. Like I just, just, just <laughs> look away from, I just look outside the shop. Is that all I can do for you guys? Yeah. Yep, that's all. Okay. What? Um, Come back soon, I guess. Uh, what's the cost of this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, uh, just the strange questions um, <laughs> made me almost forget that. Um, that is going to be, uh, we'll call it two copper pieces. Great. I will, like, start padding all over my body 
and then look to and then look to Shreya's body and look to Kellick just like with wide eyes as I'm patting and I I just don't know where he keeps anything. <laughs> yeah, as I, as I kind of noticed that <laughs> they're struggling to find, I'm like, oh, that's right, they're in different bodies. I'll walk up and just reach into my bag and I'll place the two copper pieces on the table. There you go. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a long journey. We we're just we're just out of out of our out of our minds at sorts. Thank you. So looking at the map, do we see um any temples nearby to Zachriel? I might as well start with one that we are connected to. Right, the one with some foundation. So you guys see um this map is sort of it's got some like rough detailing on sort of the different sections of the city. Um, you guys can definitely see where you guys currently are um, near the docks. Um, and you guys see um, there is just to the north of you um, the Merchant's Ward uh, that takes up a pretty decent section of the city um, that is just below sort of where the the royal capital of the, the actual city is. Um, you see that there are two two designated uh, temples to Zachriel within this. One's a little bit closer, um, and then one's a little bit further and sort of snakes around um, where the royal center is. Which one's bigger? The further one seems bigger, but is is a little bit further. Um... Which one do you think we should go to, Kalik? My gut says smaller. I can't speak to why. I don't know. We're looking for, you know, a very special person. Then they might be the kind to stay a little more out of divination. Okay. Sure. And and she might not be there, but maybe we can ask for, like, a young tiefling that people might know of. The name might ring a bell in the religious community here it's right it's, uh, at least worth a shot okay okay and um, we'll go to that one they're very um they're very accepting there at least if uh past experiences to be believed i guess it depends the first person i met who worshiped zachariel was a bit of a piece of shite uh so we'll see i suppose you guys begin moving off towards where this uh temple is marked on the district uh on the district map I'm going to have all of you guys make survival checks for me. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the hits keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Flynn got a seven. Ten for Kellogg. Twenty-four. Ooh. And try. That is... A natty 20 for me. Nice. There we go. Nice. Okay. So um, being led by Shreya and Oma, you guys very quickly make your way um, over to this this, uh, smaller temple. As you guys walk up, um, Kalik, sort of a a familiar site where this temple is made mostly of stone from what you can see and seems to be um, very similar to the other temple that you saw, sort of like rubbed in this darkened ash, making the stone of this building actually much darker than the the stone of the other buildings around it. Um, And all of you guys smell on approach something burning. You can't quite 
tell what it is, but some sort of burning from within inside the, the building. Uh, that'll be it. What's that smell? They keep a, a cauldron of... I'm not sure what they use. I don't know that the fuel source uh, is really uh, important to the ritual, but they they keep the fire lit. Just at the lowest point. Hmm. I kind of like it. I wonder if it's edible. Don't eat it. If, uh... If they're doing it in the traditional sense, then it's probably bodies. Bodies? Why, why, why bodies? Well, you've seen the way that I send spirits to the beyond. Oh. You do it by burning them. So is it like a funeral rite? I, uh... I think this is more of a, a daily convention. It's not a... a special ceremony. In Wait. fact... Do they kill people every day? No, but I expect they preserve them uh, to be used uh, in this way. Oh. I'm not sure, though, because, uh, you know, I haven't I had a lot of formal training in this particular order, so I could be just, I mean, I'm just grabbing at straws here. Okay, so I should lead the way, right? Right. Okay. How long do we have to be here? Should I pretend uh, to be you, or or should I just, like, straight up, uh, I'm in the wrong body? Like, what's our angle? I shrug with my wings. Great. That's really helpful. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's not a crime to have swapped bodies with someone by accident, as far as I know, but we're in untold territory here. Okay. So maybe just ignore it and try to find Zeta and then deal with it? Uh, yeah, I think. We can only keep up a charade for so long. Right. Okay. Follow me. And I just, like, try again to straighten my shoulders and tilt my chin in the right direction and straighten my spine. And I walk in. I sort of make, like, a... That's that's not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... Grab onto uh, Tri's hand as we walk in. All right. I uh, resist a little bit, <laughs> but eventually just let him take me. Come on. It'll be fixed soon, hopefully. Uh. All right. So um, you guys all move into this building, and immediately you guys can see like little flecks of ash um, all throughout the air in here, and it's, it's almost making the air in here a little bit heavy. Um, it's hazy and hot in this room and you can see um, all of these books lining the walls and um, you see several um, people in these in these dark gray cloaks um, moving all throughout the room um, you can see a couple of them have these brooms and are, are meticulously cleaning up these bookshelves um, and you can see these, wooden pews that are all set up in concentric circles around a middle pit. You can see in the middle pit almost at first it looks like sand but is much darker and more more gray than that. And you can see it's actually ash in this 20 foot circle in the middle of the room. You can see one cloaked and hooded figure moving around this pile of of ash and 
moving a rake through it, almost creating like this, this Zen garden within the ashes. And as you guys move in, you see another group near the back, off in the corner. You can see about 10 people huddled around a stone table, a stone slab that has been set up there in the corner. And you can see these 10 people are not in these dark gray cloaks, but seem to be in just normal everyday clothing. On this stone slab, you see a body that is currently being covered with different wet cloths. And you can see after a moment, a couple of these figures put their hands underneath the body, lift it up, and walk the body over towards this center ash pile. They place it down in the middle. One figure comes out from a doorway in the corner. Their cloaks a little bit darker of a gray than everyone else's and is adorned with these red stripes down it. They walk up to the body on the ground. You can tell that this figure is probably either dwarven or some sort of stout halfling Something of the sort is they're much shorter. They reach their hand out. And you can see bandages wrapping their arm. They close their eyes. They extend their arms out to either side of them. Closing their eyes. Exculquo. As the body begins to dissolve and these wet rags begin to light into a dull flame. As the body begins to disintegrate into ash and incorporate itself into the rest of the ash that's there on the ground. The other hooded figure who was raking these ashes comes over and rakes those ashes as well, making it a smooth surface. And continues to walk around, almost like guarding these ashes from extending beyond a certain point. You see the rest of those ten figures who are huddled around the table all sort of console each other and, as a group, walk out the entrance that you guys just came in. Looking around, uh, are there any other, like, platforms upon which uh, flames could, like, sit? Like, how is the room being lit? The room is being very dully lit by not only the slight dying embers in the middle of this pile of ash, um, but by very, very dimmed sconces around the room with just these these fires that are barely clinging onto life. Ah, it's kind of hard to see in here. And this urge that I've been, like, fighting since uh, getting off the boat um, just, like, wells up in me as I turn inward, like, tap into this explosion of, like, chaotic uh, exuberance and uh, all-consumption, and uh, I'm going to point my hands in the direction of the sconces, and uh, this should help! Um, Just cast a series of fireballs. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, you cast those. The, um, I'm going to have you make an attack roll to see how accurate you are with these. Oh, no. Yay. There are six of them currently in the room. 
So six d20 rolls. Okay. <laughs> I I'm mean, I would probably try to stop oh, you one? after the first one. Yeah. Okay. That's, also true. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I'm gonna have you make uh, one, and then I'm gonna have everyone else see what they're doing. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Okay. And the the first one bursts into flame, and the entire room you can tell gets even brighter. <laughs> what are the rest ah, of you doing? So much better. Are we? Rolling initiative or something to see who. Just, what What are the rest of you guys I, I'm doing? I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna grab my hands. I'm gonna grab his hands and like put them down <laughs> and say, "Stop it!" I can't see very well. Just close your eyes and it doesn't matter. You don't have to it's, see right now. Stop's happening. What is everyone else doing around after that happens? They everyone else has completely stopped what they're doing, just frozen, and is staring directly at Shreya. This is serious. We have to try to find someone. You have to stop. Well, I, I, doesn't people can't they in order to stop talk it. to each other? We are guests. We are guests here. Just put your hands down and be quiet. Uh, okay. Just trying to help. Shreya, you see a at this point unhooded dwarven man um, with a a very short and tightly kept beard um, in dark gray cloak with red stripes going all the way down it, walk up to you, put his hand up towards your forehead, and I'm going to have you make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, dear. Mm-mm. Oh, dear. Eighteen? Uh, Eighteen? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, Shreya, you feel your entire body for just a moment seize up and not be able to move. <laughs> and then you're able to sort of relax and take it back. And you see this dwarven man very, very angrily looking at you. You come to this house and disrespect Sacria? I'm going to step in front of Shreya and lift up my bandaged hand and just say, we're very sorry for this little girl. She does not know how to control herself. That is so clear. And you can see his entire body is, is tense and he is, he is shaking with frustration. We're trying. And I just like shove Alma behind Flynn. <laughs> oh, I'll kind of take hold and, and resume my, my grasp on, on the wrist of Shreya. I, I, it was a punishment. Someone... Shh! Shreya, stop. You've done enough. Okay. If your friend does anything like that again, I will not hesitate to call the guard and have her taken away. Don't think that I'm beyond that. Because I'm not. Flynn, maybe you should take her outside. That's a good idea. Just oh, wait for I us there. I want to see what goes on. I want to see Come on. And I'll tug on. I'll tug on. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. And as we're walking Ow. out, kind of. That was kind of cool, though, but we just can't do that kind of stuff right now. This place is very scary as I look around and look back to the pit where the body was turned immediately into ash. Come on, let's go. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum outside the <laughs> temple. And, like, spies that are being executed. Like, maybe this is not the place to be doing yeah. this. <laughs> but I, I, I pull Shreya out into the uh, into the streets as we stand out there for now. 
they're plate, they're things, they're, they're meant to hold flames. I was putting the flame where it's supposed to go. I know, I know, but maybe you should ask first. This whole culture is about order. I'm trying to restore order to the top of the thing that carries the flame. <laughs> and I, it's still talking. I'll, I'll drag him further away down the street, uh, away from the temple as we continue walking. Our deepest apologies. She doesn't know the uh, significance of the embers. As you say that, this dwarven man looks to you. Kellick. Takes a deep breath and <sighs> take a knee. I take a beat, and then I do so. And he walks up to you and, and puts his left hand on your shoulder and his right hand over your chest, right where your heart is. Closes his eyes. <sighs> Welcome home. As he puts both of his, his hands down and takes a step back. My eyes pop open with surprise, and I... And I Look over to Alma. You see me. Appearances can be quite deceiving, as I found. You can say that again. I I see the truth within your heart. A truth that's not there is there on her person, but is not within her heart. As she as he points over towards Alma. Um. What's her name, sir? Fondir Leenvakot. Uh. It's honestly a great, great relief to meet you, Fondir. As you can see, we've come upon a bit of an accident. Our hearts have been switched. It's quite interesting. How did that happen? I sort of, like, take a, a, a look at Alma of, like, dis- discomfort. Unclear. We were on a boat, and then there was a rockin', and then we fell, and when we woke up, I was in this body. There was an island, a strange island that appeared. We don't know if the island caused this, though. Let's be honest. Right, but uh, these are the facts as they stand. Quite interesting. Um, either way, have you come to to pray and to commune with us? We were hoping you could help point us in the right direction of someone who might be able to help us switch bodies back. That's a tall order. Have you tried asking the truth seer? Who's the truth seer? She looks to Kellick. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have, uh, I, I sort of like, I would take out Shia's staff and sort of like indicate the crystal. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Then that must have been solely a mind transition I would have thought of course that your abilities would continue on with you that wasn't the case uh, it is as striking to me as it is to you I, uh... he kind of looks puzzled for a moment um, I, I, I unfortunately don't have this power myself um, I wish I did I wish I could help um, we've heard of a, a magician of some repute in this area, um, in Oakenspire, I guess. Uh, Zeta? Malakas. 
What you happen to know the name? Zayda. Not off the top of my head, but I do have sort of a log of some of the members of our organization in the back if you'd like to accompany me. Happily. And um, if you don't mind, I would uh, be pleased to sit among you. Okay. All right. Um, so he takes you back into uh, sort of the back chambers. Um, you walk through and you see that Kalik is sort of walking through with almost the level of familiarity down a couple of hallways in and out of a common area. And the um, sort of the, the head priest goes and opens up one of the rooms into a chamber. And for a split second, you think you see someone in the room. You think you see writing on the walls. You think you feel this subtle vibration in the air as all of a sudden you're snapped back into reality. And you see it's it's a room full of books, a table on the far side, um, some different stations to, to uh, light torches and, and burn things, burn, uh, burn different materials in this room. Kellick, it feels familiar to you. But he walks in, he goes and he sits down at his desk, opens up one of the drawers, takes out a book, plops it down on the desk and starts flipping through it. Um, you see that he, he flips through his book and um, see he comes across a couple of names, but these names are written in a different colored ink. These are written in a red ink, whereas the rest are written in black. He says, Zeta. Yes, but she's not, she's not a follower of Zachriel. I have here that she works up north in a temple to Latiel. And that is where we're going to end this session. We're going to call it right there with the possible discovery of Zeta. So, thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you all again next week. Bye, nerds. (laughs) Bye, nerds. Bye, Bye, nerds. Hey, it's Ethan. Thank you all so much for listening. If you guys like the show, please like, share, and subscribe on social media, on iTunes, wherever you guys are listening. Um, Share this thing, uh, like it, rate it, review, um, all that good stuff. We would really appreciate it, and we can... uh, keep this train rolling. Um, we're also over on Patreon. So if you'd like to, to support, um, a little bit more, you guys can go over and check out all of our tiers over there. And, uh, we've got some pretty cool stuff. Um, we're also over on YouTube and we're just releasing our, uh, uh the music, the music that Shane has so masterfully put together. We are, uh, releasing that week by week. So you guys can use those in your home games. We've got them on, uh, loops. So you guys can pretty much just play them and not have to worry about them. Um, but once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Can't wait to see you all again next week. Bye, nerds.